hello hello and welcome back to the podcast what another beautiful morning and by morning i mean 12 11 a.m on a monday morning technically the day this is supposed to be posted so as you guys can tell procrastination level at an all-time high which is where it usually sits um but you know i've got to the point Posting podcasts every two weeks, that gives me like a good two weeks to brew, anger to brew, um, overall annoyance in life to brew enough for me to have enough things to talk about and enough things to complain about and, you know, enough bad experiences over the two weeks. Um, This week, nothing short of that. I don't know if you can tell. I don't know if you're picking up on this. But I have a new microphone for the podcast. So... You're welcome. Sound quality is crisp. I'm keeping the recommended... Well, let's call it... Half a foot? From my face? Can't guarantee it's gonna stay that way. If I get angry, I may get closer to the mic. And you're definitely gonna hear... Clearly and crisply my voice. Which isn't good because I, um... Ah, let's just... Let's just back away from that topic. Let's just... Let's just take a first look, of course, as we start off all the podcasts talking about current events, basically news details that don't really matter. But I'm here to tell you, I have a bit, I'm, in, I'm in a bit of a pickle, I'm in a bit of a situation, okay? Because at this point in time, Call Me By Your Name is my favorite book, and also since they've made it into a movie, my favorite movie, okay? And um, as you guys know course you do starring timothy chalamet who god of all skinny white boys and also army hammer no army hammer now i don't i really wouldn't say i know much about him you know i wasn't a big fan and not that i'm a big fan but i didn't really know him until he was in the movie which i think he did a great job of which is great um great news is that there's a second book and they're they're scheduled to be making into a second movie. So that's great, right? Good news. My favorite movie, getting a sequel. Is sequel the right word? Yeah, sequel. A dream. I already read the book. I know what's going to happen. It's just going to be beautifully told on screen. But unfortunately, over the past two weeks, it's been unfolding <laughs> that Army Hammer may be a cannibal. And I... <laughs> Guys, I wish I was kidding. I wish I wasn't delivering you this news in the first minute of the podcast. I wish I wasn't sitting here telling you that the star of my favorite movie is potentially a cannibal. Now, I can't confirm my sources, but Twitter has told me that, um, I guess it was an ex-girlfriend of his that has come out and, like, said um, some very weird things. I don't even want to get into the details. This isn't a horror crime podcast. Um, but some sketchy things and his agency just dropped him and he's yet to make a statement. Um, I'm like nervous and I don't even know why I'm so nervous, but like I'm nervous for him. Not that we have a connection, but like you would think that if there's accusations of you being a cannibal, you would immediately shut those down. You know what I mean? Like, he's been radio silent for two weeks. 
So we're waiting. There was supposed to be a statement dropped yesterday. There wasn't. I was, you see, my procrastination wasn't because I was being that way. It was because I was waiting for the army hammer statement to put into this podcast because here's my dilemma. In my apartment, Call Me By Your Name is one of the only books on my makeshift bookshelf. Now, I bought, I had to buy another copy of the book because I lost it, so it has Army Hammer on the cover of it. It's the movie film poster, so what do I do with that? Secondly, he's on my wall. Now, I don't want to sound like I have weird teenage posters of him on my wall. It's not like that. I have, like, this really cool collage of photos because, yeah, and... Army Hammer and Timothy Chalamet in, in one of their pictures in the movie is in the dead center. So there's an at least, I, I don't know, I can't measure things, but it looks to be about 8 by 10 inch printed photograph of the two of them. And ever since this this controversy has dropped, I can't help but wondering if I should take it down. Like, I don't want to be disrespectful because it looks really good in the collage and I really like that photo and it's the whole vibe is set in there. Like, I can't have a cannibal on my wall. But then I was thinking, like, this isn't, like, a movie, but nobody is standing up to support ARMY. Like, have you seen nobody... And not that I'm saying you should support him in his cannibal adventures. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> New documentary, Army Hammer, The Adventures of a Cannibal. Okay, no. No one's gonna pick that up. But like, no, sir. But just so I could clear it up, it's not, it's not stated that he's murdered anybody. It was like live cannibal eating. I need to stop. Not that that makes it any better, but no bodies, right? No, I guess a cannibalism is a, a crime, but not as bad as manslaughter. So, like, everyone's so obsessed with like twilight right and like even i have like a twilight shirt and i know that edward is like a character but still technically a cannibal and i'm not that there's there's a really weird part of the internet that i feel like would semi support that you know like like people are obsessed with like other murderers that were like cannibals for like research purposes not like necessarily like like um Fans, maybe yeah. There's people who are fans of like murderers. That's, that's I'm not even saying anything wrong. That's just a fact. People get obsessed with it. People study it. So like, maybe one day he'll just be that. But like, it's just so frustrating because it's like my favorite movie. So like, what do I do when I watch it? Confirm if whether or not there's a confirmation he's a cannibal or not. It's still gonna waver my opinion of the movie. So it's just very upsetting. He's on my wall. I'm in an ethical dilemma because I don't want to be like I'm not supporting the women that he's bit. <laughs> Like, I don't want to be a part of his enablement. Is that a word? Could be. So, well, let's just move on. That's, that's enough dark and doom talk about ARMY. We'll wait and see what this... We'll wait and see what the, um, the verdict is. We'll wait and see. I'm sure the internet will update me that... Update me on that as soon as it happens. Um, other news? It was just recently Bell Let's Talk Day. Now... I, you know me, guys. I am a mental health supporter. I think it's so important to strive for funding in that department of life. I think it's amazing that that day brings out people telling their stories about what happened to them. I even contemplated creating a podcast to post on that day, but then it dawned on me. 
in one of my classes, um, my professor shared that, well, I guess it was something that I under, I knew underneath, but basically about how horrible Bell Let's Talk Day is because it basically, Bell donating, well, I think it's five cents per like post or text or hashtags, or whatever, is like nothing. That's like barely an, in the scheme of things of Bell, of Bell Media, that's barely fucking any money. And they're getting free advertisement. And not just free advertisement every time you post the fucking hashtag, but like good, socially responsible advertising. Right? There's a quota that the, the businesses have to keep up of social responsibility in the business world. And not only do they knock that out in one fucking day, but it also gets them almost billions of dollars in free advertisement. And people think it's, obviously, people think it's a good thing to post and people post about it, but like, that's so fucked. Like, if Bell really wanted to do, they simply could just be like, here, we're gonna donate you know, seven mil to this fund. I don't know how much they made on Bell Let's Talk Day. There's no need for them to do this sort of counter. Right? Like, if they really were... Je- if Bell... If Mr. Bell... Is there a Mr. Bell? Mr. Alexander Graham Bell? Is that not the creator of the telephone? Is this not a history lesson for you? Mr. Bell, CEO of Bell, could simply just make a donation. Right? But no. They're forcing every single person to post it on their story and whatever so that they can try and build it up. At the end of the day, if I posted like a hundred times, Snapchatting everyone, like obviously I participated. I was not going to not participate. Like I already, I, I already have an account with Bell. Like I'm already with Bell. It's not like I can persuade myself to like go join, join the company. I'm already there, girl. Like, I'm so sorry, but, like, it's just kind of fucked. So, Mr. Bell, if you're listening, I'm sure you are. Let's not do that. If you're at least going to do that, like, let's make it at least ten cents. Five cents is bullshit, and it makes me angry. And let's just talk about mental health 365 days of the year without having to put a multi-million billion dollar company attached to it. Because fuck you, Bell. Alright, next up, uh, another point that makes me angry, I discussed about Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde, or at least I think I did. Guess what, guys? It was fake. That's right, in the media world it was fake. You want to know why? Because apparently Olivia and Jason Sudeikis? Weirdest last name, it's written on my page, weirdest last name, are back together. And you want to know how the internet knows that? Because they were on a fucking Zoom meeting or some sort of interview. They were in the same fucking room. Like, they weren't on their own cameras. But it was the same fucking background. Interesting. Anyways, I guess that kind of stems the situation that they were just platonically hand-holding at a wedding. Who platonically hand-holds? Especially the pandemic. In the middle of the pandemic is not when we start to platonically handle. That's the best thing about the pandemic. To find the good and the bad... Is that it's a very, the pandemic is a limited PDA, right? I don't know about you guys, but that's just not something I support. PDA, public displays of affection. Handholding, I can handle. Okay, a little arm around the shoulder, no problem. A little peck, 
I'll be okay. Anything more than that, too far. Right? And I, I remember the specific example of, I won't give you too many details, potentially this might reach back to the source. But I was working some sort of job. And I was working with my manager. And my manager's boyfriend walks in and comes to, like, the front counter. And she's like, hi. Right? They're, like, interacting. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of awkward. I don't, I don't really want to be here. I don't, I don't need to be here during this interaction. Maybe I'll, like, head to the back. There's no customers. They're just, like, chat. That's like, let's give them personal space. I'm like, okay, I'll do that. As I'm walking to the back, she reaches over the fucking counter. And this is, like, a good four foot. Not four foot. That's too much. At least two and a half feet. Fully over the counter. And starts, like, making out with him. Okay, now, like, I wish... Like, I'm kind of getting very uncomfortable even talking about this. How fucking weird is that shit? Right? And, like, to make it with somebody in public is just, it's too much. For you to do it on the job, more too much. For you to do it physically over the counter, you're in your uniform, you're throwing yourself over top of the front counter to make it with your boyfriend, that's bad for business, bud. I'm so sorry, but we serve food on that counter. I'm so sorry. That's, I, I, I was overwhelmed and there was like no one around to like notice this. And I was like, is this really happening? We didn't really have any customers in the restaurant. But I was like, oh, restaurant. Huh? I was like, is this really happening? What the fuck? And there's been times I remember like, when I was working at like A&W when like, People would be, like, waiting for their food, and they would just start making out in the front dining room. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? I had one girl, I was, like, taking group order, and took one, there was, like, a couple of, I can't remember, there was, like, a handful of people there, and this one guy ordered, and then, I guess he thought he was done ordering, and I'm, like, typing into the screen, and he just starts making out with his girlfriend, and I'm like, I'm sir, do you want fries and root beer with that <laughs> because i was like do do you want i'm like asking if he wants to make it a combo but they're full in makeout session i'm like okay i guess he doesn't want a combo it was just so uncomfortable like at least wait for me to like stop taking your order at least pay before you start making out i don't even know what possessed you to do that that would make you feel so uncomfortable so at least with people with like going around wearing masks on these days, you know, there's not too many, we're not seeing that, we're not, it's not shoved in our face. Um, but it's an, it's interesting, makes me upset. I don't think platonic hand holding, I think platonic hand holding is weird. I think hand holding in general is slightly weird. Like, let's be honest. Let's be honest with ourselves. What's the point? Right? It just seems a bit aggressive. Like, don't like go mad. Like, it just seems a bit aggressive. And, like, it's, like, when you're, like, walking into, like, a building and, like, instead of, like, letting go of, like, each other's hands to, like, you know, open the door, like, sometimes they'll, they'll like, hold each other's hands and, like, shimmy through the door. I, I can't even get into it. Couples in public might be angry. And I'm not bitter or anything, okay? Don't get it twisted. My anger is simply because... They just walk around like nothing else in the world is happening. Like, they'll just be strolling down the street at mediocre pace. Like, I remember, like, in high school, 
when you have a couple like walking down the hallway and they're just like slowly strolling around you're like i gotta get the fucking my third period get the fuck out of the way who's walking down in my world there's one speed of walking and that's fast walking why would you walk slowly right if you're gonna get there efficiency wise if you make it from point a to b right you're getting there as fast as possible why would we walk slowly when we could walk fast and not even like a like a fast like a like a jog but just a quick Oh, I bet you that my those that's those snaps picked up so beautifully on the microphone. <laughs> but like just let's move it. Maybe it's because I have like long legs, but I've live a constant life of like slowing down to walk with people. It's like only when I'm with my family when I really can be more walking in the streets and when you really could get the pace like walk at a good pace. I remember like you would leave when like a couple summers ago when me and my dad and my sister went to a concert in toronto and after the con every time a concert or any fucking thing ends in toronto the concert ends and you're like okay so it's a race with you versus a couple thousand people trying to make it back to the train station to get on the train to actually like, get a seat that's not a problem for me and my family it's not the concert ends and we're on the move no one's stopping us we're weaving through traffic we're weaving we're dodging it's, I just have a visual representation of like, I would, you would, there was like me holding, oh my god, I just, just gonna kind of expose myself for platonic hand holding. This isn't platonic, this is strategy, right? There was, I was like, I could see my sister Allie or like, attach, holding her arm so we didn't lose each other in the crowd. That's acceptable. Holding hands so don't lose each other in the crowd is acceptable. And just my dad actively, like almost jogging. He does this thing where he does a fast walk, but he moves his arm to make it look like he's jogging, like, to look like he's making an effort. Sorry, Dad, exposed. And, like, he would just throw his... He had, like, a hat. He'd throw his hand up so we could see him in a crowd, like, ten feet ahead, and we'd be, like, on the move. It was, like, sort of a movie of us, like, dodging, like, someone chasing us, but we were just on the move. Like, my dad would be, like, throw his hand up in the while, hand up every once in a while, every couple yards, so we could see him. We're like, yeah, we get to the train. We're the first ones there. Like, efficiency. That's what my family is. Efficiency. Okay? That's what I want to see in public. Not a fast and aggressive way where you're going to run into people. But let's speed it up a little bit. No need to slow walk. Alright, let's, uh, that's, that's enough current events for today. Um, I'll just dive into my first traumatizing story of the week. Um, so I'm currently in my apartment alone and my roommate's not here right now so i'm really alone and of course i've been watching horror movies just to keep my anxiety levels on edge a little bit <laughs> connection to the real world world um and so i'm a little bit it was a little on edge before i went to sleep because i had watched i watched the haunting of hill house if you haven't watched it yet eh, go ahead and watch it it's not that good but it's good anyways and i'm fall asleep and at about two in the morning, I hear this crash. And I'm like, oh my fucking God. And not even just a crash, it was like a crash, boom. And then another crash, boom. And I'm like, oh my fucking God, I'm, I'm going to, to panic mode. I'm like, okay, I'm being attacked. I'm like sleeping. I'm like, no sudden movements. If there's an intruder, no sudden movements. Pretend you're still sleeping. Chill, 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 chill. You're fine. You're fine. 
check. My door is still closed. I'm like, no one's getting in. My door's locked, but there's some, there must be somebody in the kitchen. Okay. How are we going to plan this? And this is all in like a mere point two seconds of the realization of after the crash. I'm freaking the fuck out. Right. And imagine my embarrassment when I realized that there was no one in the house and it was simply just my whiteboard calendar had fallen off the wall, which is equally as scary, which is kind of rude of a calendar. Don't fall off the wall in the middle of the night, but it was. It scared the living shit out of me. My calendar, it's like above my desk. So my calendar had fallen down, crash number one. It had knocked over my, I have this little uh, stand, knocked over the stand, crash number two. And in crash number two, had hit my water bottle. And now my water was spilling all over my desk where there's electricals. So it was really not a fun wake up at like 2 a.m. So I was spent the next 20 minutes cleaning water off of everywhere and trying not to electrocute myself. Um, calendar won't go back up on the wall. That's the thing about stupid fucking res rolls is that it's, the wall is like a, a, a um, uh, hello brain wallpaper. It's like a textured wallpaper so that you can't like peel it off it's like paper you know like if there's paint walls and you like stuck something up it could peel it off but it nothing sticks on it and so i had that calendar up going on four months luck of the draw it was beautiful it's not the heavy of a calendar and it fell so i had to re so i was like oh shit too bad had to rearrange my whole room to fit my calendar on my desk at two in the morning just classic things so that was that that was a terrifying moment in my life and second terrifying thing was a dream. Now I had a, a nightmare uh, about the time in the fourth grade. Now I'll tell you the story. I was in the fourth grade. We were in a portable. So, so uh, about the portable, the floors are uneven. I feel like that's just a classic portable thing. So we had a um, a class pet. We had a uh, some sort of fish. I don't know if it was a goldfish or a beta fish. We had a fish. Don't remember its name. Probably something basic like Bubbles. And my desk was right beside Bubbles's table. And something about me and an elementary school desks is I I think I was six foot in like the fourth grade. I assume I had reached full height, but I was a tall kid and my legs didn't really properly fit under the desk. Well, they did, but it wasn't comfortable. And so, like, I was going up to do something or ask a question, and I stood up, and I, like, knocked my desk a little bit, and my desk knocked onto Bubbles' table. Now, the thing about Bubbles' table was that his table wasn't very stable either. So we're in a bit of a situation. I can't fit in my desk. The floor's uneven. Bubbles' table is uneven. That's what I call a recipe for disaster. So as I stand up, knock my desk, it knocks Bubbles desk, all of a sudden, crash! I don't know what the noise is going back my throat. Crash! The tank completely falls over, water floods the classroom, and Bubbles is loose. And I'm like, we were all, like, we were all doing, like, silent work or something, so, like, this is at the front of the classroom, and I was just like, it probably was only like one second, but I felt like one minute of like, 
oh my god, what the fuck do I do? Bubbles is, like, legitimately flopping up and down on the floor. Fish out of water. This guy's flopping back and forth. The whole class is just in, they're just in shock. And my teacher's like, doesn't know what to do. I'm like, oh my fucking god, what do I do? I run over to Bubbles. I'm like, I can't touch the fucking fish. What the fuck am I gonna do? The whole, I could just remember the drama of it. Of, I don't even know what the class was doing. I was just so zoned in to me and Bubbles and Bubbles flopping. And my teacher, like, just immediately went over and, like, picked up the fish and, like, put it in her water glass. I don't remember. I, I remember this so clearly. And, like, I was like, oh, my God. I just fucking murdered. She's like, no, it's, it, he's fine. I'm like, listen, I know the fish isn't fine. I know I just murdered the class pet. I know I'm responsible for the death of Bubbles. That's where we probably had to spend a majority of the rest of the day cleaning the... <laughs> large amounts of water off the floor um but came in the next day bubbles was okay or was he could have been a different fish wasn't paying that much attention but i feel definitely like i was slightly bullied for that because i almost i did kill the class pet and i had a nightmare about that the other night and you think some things you know are gone out of your memory subconsciously comes back and attacks you you know, 10 years later. So if you're having a rough day, just know you never killed your class pet. Or maybe you did. But I um, definitely did. And um, I think I'm still recovering from the nightmare and the situation. Um, also, I was on freaking TikTok and somebody straight up stole my story because... The reason, actually, the reason I got inspired to do this podcast is because one night, um, late at night, my roommate also was not here, so I was by myself, which is a recipe for disaster. I decided that at about 1am that I was going to dye my hair and I was going to go on live. And I went live on my Finsta story and there wasn't very many people that joined. I think it was just me and my two cousins. And I told this story and they, although I couldn't hear what they were saying, uh, their messages seemed like they were enjoying it. And then, so my cousin had messaged me in this TikTok about this girl who stole my story. So basically, I'll, I'll, let me set the scene for you. It was last year. And, um, I was in about, mm, six appointments with my therapist. So it was early on. Four, five, six, somewhere in that range. She was super nice. I really liked her. We were just making progress left, right, and center. Um, it was absolutely great. I was having a great time. I would have to, like, leave my house to, to, to sense of, um, this actually wasn't a year ago. This was, like, six months ago because it was during COVID. Although COVID's, girl, COVID's last real long, though, so I don't know. And I would have to leave my house because I felt like my mom was eavesdropping into my therapy appointments if I didn't leave the house. Um, and although she denied, I don't believe her that she wasn't eavesdropping. So when I had my therapy appointments, I would get into my car and drive somewhere and then sit in the parking lot and have therapy. And so it was just another day. Um, weekly therapy appointments comes up and I'm like in the parking lot of like a Timmy's waiting for my therapist to call me and she never calls me. And I'm like, this is weird. 
This is kind of rude because she knows being late triggers my anxiety. So the nerve of her to be late to our appointment is a little bit unprofessional. But not only she's late, she doesn't even fucking call me. So I'm like sitting in the hour later. I'm like, okay, well, I guess, I guess maybe she forgot about me. And because of like COVID, they weren't in the office. I don't know if I could call her. I would have to call and like, it was a whole shabacle these days with a fucking doctor's appointment since to COVID and no one was in the office, you'd have to call the office, leave a voicemail, and then like they would call you, but then you would be not able to pick up the phone, so then they would, they would leave you a voicemail, and then you would have to respond to their question by calling them, which they wouldn't answer because they weren't there, and you'd leave a voice. It's just a, a fucking mess, right? So I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll, uh, I'll just wait. So like the next day, she's still no contact. So I call the office and leave a message and being like, um, we had an appointment and you know, she didn't call me. Like I thought, I I know I didn't, I was going to say, I was going to say, maybe I had the date wrong, but I know I didn't have the fucking date wrong. You think somebody has a good fucking calendar? It's me. Okay. I'm not going to be late for anything. My calendar, I know exactly when things are. I have six alarms on every single item in my calendar. I know when it is. Week goes by, no, no contact. I'm getting a little worried. Another week goes by, no contact. Call the office again, leave a message. Hey, it's Sydney. I'm not getting good vibes here that it's been three weeks and I have no contact. You've yet to message me. You missed an appointment. We're, we're near on missing multiple appointments. So it's that moment three weeks in that I realized, wow, my therapist has ghosted me. And it was that, that's, that was like a real low moment. Because at any point in your life of people who could ghost you, I think, you know, there's multiple, so many, almost every single person wouldn't have affected me as much as this. Like friends, okay, okay, random people I met on the internet. I don't, I don't know people on the internet, mom, dad. Um, but like, let's think of a list of people you'd be okay with ghosting you, right? People you're talking to, acquaintances, not so close friends, people you were friends with in high school. And then if it was like my actual friends, that would hit me deep, right? If it was my, um, you know, siblings, that would hit deep. If it was my parents, I think that would be the only thing that would hit deeper, then your therapist ghosting you. Because out of all of the, those people, your therapist is supposed to be the person helping you solve your problems. Right? Now, maybe, maybe you know, if I was one of her other clients, maybe your therapist is helping you um, get over feeling like a lot of things. I don't even know where I was going with that. But like, I bet you this therapist girl, I won't say her name out of respect, is like helping her other clients through like the pain of somebody ghosting them. And then turn events, she goes to you like, what's gotta go wrong for your therapist to ghost me? And she did. And I was like, this makes no sense. Absolute traumatizing. And then like, I was like, wow, that's great. And so that's my story. And I saw someone girl on TikTok say she went through the same thing. And I was like, wow, I really feel her pain. We're buddies. Because it wasn't until like 
two months later that I got a call from her and she was like, oh, hi, Sydney, like, sorry, I had, like, an emergency, like, I, okay, but, like, you couldn't even, like, send me a text, <laughs> and she was like, do you want to have more appointments, I'm like, you know what, I, I think we're vitally missing out here on what we would need for therapy to work, and that's trust, right, we're not in a good place after he goes to me for, like, a month, we're not in a good place to pick up where we left off. So, be aware, people. If it happens to you, if your therapist goes to you, you know, understand, at the end of the day, it wasn't my fault. She had something going on in their life. So just understand that therapists have lives, I guess, and they have things going on. But, you know, if your therapist does goes to you, just come talk to me. We'll chat it out. Been through that. Um, also another thing that's been, that I saw completely changed the story is I saw that Mike Myers is freaking on a Uber Eats commercial as Wayne from Wayne's World, Wayne and Garth. What the fuck is the other guy's name? I can't remember. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to you, sir, but I can't remember your name. I only remember Mike Myers. I'm going to have to like Google it because I would feel bad um, not knowing what this guy's name is. But they're on an Uber Eats commercial, which... Dana Carvey, that's it. They're on, they came out of retirements of those characters to film an Uber Eats commercial. How fucking stupid is that? I lost a lot of respect for Mike Myers. Lost a lot of respect. It, you know, the Wayne's World characters, they were funny, right? Obviously. But that movie was so, that movie was in the 90s, right? It was like 30 years ago. So, like, playing those characters was chill at the time. And I think they brought them back for, like, the 40th episode of, of, 40th episode, no, the 40th, uh, season of, of SNL. But to bring those characters back simply for an Uber Eats commercial? Simply for a check, Mike Myers? Are you okay? You know? Are you okay? Is this a joke to you? The amount of disrespect that Mike Myers throws on my name by <laughs> me personally, by being on Uber Eats commercials, disgusting. With Cardi B. No offense to Cardi B, but like, really? Cardi B does not deserve to be in the presence of Mike Myers and Dana Carvey. And yet she is. And it's what? For an Uber Eats commercial. Disgusting. I'm never going to order up Uber Eats again. The commercial did the exact opposite of what you wanted it to do. So, hmm. Boom. Roasted Mike Myers. I like to keep you guys on your toes. Last last couple of times I've been praising Mike Myers, so I just thought I would chop him down a little bit. Like a tree. Bye-bye. Go into the paper mill. <laughs> Again, I'm so sorry about my speech. Uh, we've gone to the, the 35-minute point of the podcast where words come out of my mouth and I can't control um, also, I have a personal vendetta against anybody who decides that they should wash their chicken. Now, this is a personal grievance that I've had. This is like a constant battle of me trying to tell people that to, to break down the, the assumptions that you need to wash your chicken. If you wash your chicken, I simply think that your IQ is awful. I simply think that you know way you passed high school. 
You wash your chicken? I'm like, oh, great. So I might die in your house then. I'm just like, I'm not even, I'm not a science person, right? Me? Science? We're not friends. We're friends. But I think it's a one-sided friendship. Um, and as somebody who studied food for three credits in high school, so clearly I have a high level of understanding of food, is that raw chicken, no good, right? <laughs> Let me explain it in dumb terms for you, for you chicken washers. You know, raw chicken, not so good, right? Aim of the game, cook that bad boy. Your problems, gone. So if we have raw chicken, and you know, it's bad to like, you know, gotta wash your hands after you touch raw chicken because it's dangerous. What would possess you to take that raw chicken, run water over it, which isn't gonna clean it, because water, from what I understand from my 11th grade science thing, is not gonna clean it. Especially like your room temperature water that you're gonna, and then taking the runoff of that water and it's going all over your sink. So you've just simply contaminated your whole sink with bad raw chicken vibes. And like, um, what do you call it? Like, I don't know. See, again, you really shouldn't, I shouldn't be explaining this because I don't know, but like, let's just, you just spread back bacteria all over your whole fucking sink. And for what? And for what? So you clearly have not washed your chicken because what would you be washing off your chicken? Your chicken's going into the oven or stove or whatever the fuck you want to put it to cook, which is going to remove the bad stuff. So why would you need to pre-wash that chicken if it's getting everything that needs to be done simply by putting it into the oven? I don't, it doesn't make any sense. So you're, now your whole chicken is, is still dirty. It's being taken care of by putting it in the oven. So she's chill. But now your whole fucking sink is covered in chicken bacteria. The sink that you wash your fucking dishes in. If you don't at this point had an aha moment of why you shouldn't watch chicken. Okay. Pull your shit together. Take a cooking class. Read the internet. Pick up a ninth grade science book. Turn to page one. That's where it's going to describe to you why you shouldn't wash your chicken. So if you wash your chicken, just give me a heads up. I won't be coming over to your house ever again. Ever again. Because I will not be eating at your house because God knows what else you're going to do if you're washing chicken. And also, I can't use any of your utensils that are being washed in your chicken sink. Now your whole fucking house is covered in chicken bacteria and I can't be involved. Okay? So just pull yourself together. God. Also, when I'm filming this on technology, there's sometimes throughout the day where, you know, life of social media gets tough. Now, I'm not even the kind of person who feels like that affected by it, about, like, likes and shit and whatever. Clearly. That's why I have a number 1,082 ranked podcast. Just kidding. It's a lot lower than that, but that's the biggest number I could <laughs> pull together. Don't judge me. Okay? I've had a long day. Okay? I've had a very long... It's a, it's a Sunday today. Sunday's for relaxation. 
what are you gonna do? There's no Raptors game on tonight because there's something called I don't know that what's it called the Super Bowl. Never heard of it. What do you think? You're gonna trick me? Sit me and sit in front of a, a screen and watch 75 coordinated white boys throw around a piece of leather? Yeah, no thanks. I'm not watch the fucking Super Bowl. That's so stupid. Anyways, there's nothing else. I I had to do work today, which is a bit tough. And specifically, I was doing payroll today, which is a lot of numbers, okay? So my brain's a bit jumbled. So that was the biggest number I could come up with. And I'll come up with another one here. My podcast ranked 1 million and 7 out of 1 million and 8. Clearly gets a lot of views, right? So you understand that I'm not sensitive to views or likes or shit. The whole psychology behind it. I did a project in the 12th grade about this shit, so I know what I'm talking about. Anyways, but there's some days where I think that life has just become a bit too complicated and that I would like to trade in my phone for a flip phone. Because since I was born in 2001, I missed out on the opportunity to ever have a flip phone. Specifically, a Nokia Silence. Silence. I don't even know what it is. I just, I was just trying to confirm with myself that a Nokia is a flip phone, but I bet you Nokia is a, Nokia is like a brand, um, of technology, right? Right? Are you answering me? Hello? Yeah, yeah, I'm Googling it here. Nokia flip phone. Nokia. Why is there so many numbers? This is just so confusing. Yeah, anyway, sometimes I just think I want a flip phone. Just for the convenience of, like, using your cell phone only for cellular calls. Right? Like, I don't need, like, I feel like having a flip phone would just simply bring you back to, like, simpler times. And this is going nowhere, right? Nothing about this is funny. Nothing about this is entertaining. It's just a thought, Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll give you one more. I'll give you one more thing before I end this podcast. Is I would like to know which motherfucker. Well, I know who designed the airplane. I'm pretty sure it was the Wright brothers. But who decided it was a smart thing to get on? Now I've had this thought for a while, and nothing would bring me more stress than. That nothing brings more stress than airplanes. I haven't been on an airplane in years. Thank God. I think that would be an instant panic attack for me getting on an airplane at this point in my life because it doesn't make any sense. Now I I'm not a physics major and I don't claim to be, but even physics people would be are a little bit shook by the airplane. Now the reason why I can confirm this is because remember in like the fifth grade, fourth grade, when your teacher would be describing like airplanes and how they work and for demonstration purposes they make you make a paper airplane which i could never do so maybe this is a jealousy standpoint of me being unable to make a proper paper airplane but they would like talk you through you know folding up an airplane on a piece of paper and then you would all get in a line and you would stand and throw the paper airplane right so you'd be like oh confident like cool i just made some origami 
and I'm about to throw this airplane, and you throw the fucking thing, and it just takes a nosedive to the concrete. Right? I've never seen a paper airplane make it more than, like, three feet before just taking a full-on crash to the floor, no survivors, just dump down. Okay? That happened to all of us. And then we proceeded to get on a plane? I don't understand that. Why are you using paper airplane as a demonstration about how airplanes work? Horrible. Traumatizing. Here, kids. Here's a demonstration of a, of a fake airplane crashing to the floor. Okay? Absolutely done. This paper is done. Yet to recover. Now pack your bags and step foot on a metal one and we'll fly you thousands of feet in the air. No! No! One more time? No! That's so stupid. You've just absolutely triggered me. You've done the opposite of what you're supposed to do. You know? Claims, and like, I, there was a long point in my life where I considered being a flight attendant. For God knows what. I'd be a horrible flight attendant. Okay? Because I can't deal with people, especially people on an airplane. They get so bougie on an airplane. People get so irritated on an airplane, and you're dealing with people being irritated. And you got the bitches in first class, and the fucking fuckers in in uh, business class, and then you got the babies crying in in in, in commoners class. <laughs> What's it called? General admission? Why can't I think of <laughs> just regular class of the airplane? People, and like, you're handing on bags of pretzels. People are getting hungry. People are getting drunk. And not in a good way. I don't think, I, I think the last thing that should be consumed at that, we should just be giving people alcohol on a plane. That sounds like a disaster. One wrong move. And you don't, I've seen people get drunk on an airplane. They fall, crash out the window, the whole plane goes down, you're done. That's a recipe for disaster. Stop handing out alcohol on a plane. Kind of Xanax. Give me a CBD gummy. <laughs> Don't give me a bottle of vodka. The mini bottles of vodka. How insulting is those mini little containers of alcohol? Holy shit. Anyways. <laughs> Stop, Sydney. Bad language. I'm gonna have to beep that shit out. Because all you motherfuckers are so sensitive. I say that including myself. Anyways, I considered being a flight attendant. And then I realized, what kind of person... Willingly, every day, gets on an airplane knowing that odds are... Now, the odds of crashing are low. But but the odds of the amount of flights that you're taking as a flight attendant, that one of them is going to crash, is pretty high. So, like, getting on to your job, going into your job every day, knowing that one day it's going to crash and you have nobody to blame but yourself because you decided to be a flight attendant because you couldn't pass your college courses. <laughs> I'm so sorry to flight attendants. Like, I would say it was a cool way to travel, but I feel like it wouldn't be because you're just, like, on the plane. And then everyone gets off to, like, Mexico and you're just like, well, we gotta go back. No. It's like a tease. Being a flight attendant is, like, cool. I don't actually want to go to go to a nice place. I just wanted to fly there, look at it, and then be dragged back home on the same flight. And I don't really understand how it works either because... I feel like there's a lot of, like, fuel needed. 
and it's i i shouldn't st- i should stop i should stop talking about airplanes because it's just, maybe it sounds stupid but like i don't think that we should be getting on them i don't think we should be adding to that i don't think we should be teaching our kids through paper airplanes that it's okay to get on there and know that it's going to go down one day and it's like a similar thing to like a car right but at least in a car you have like somewhat control of it airplane i didn't vet the pilot i didn't get to interview the pilot you know I don't even know who this man is. He could be having a rough day. He could be also be drunk. And he's got control of a fucking airplane. I know they, like, mostly drive themselves. Actually, I don't know that. I'm assuming that there's some sort of autopilot. If Tesla can drive its own car, someone fucking knows how to drive an airplane. It's like a, um, I would just love it, actually. I would really enjoy it if there was no pilot and instead they just had, like, someone operating it from the ground from a remote control like a drone. Wow, let me write that down. <laughs> let me write that down. I need to go on Shark Tank. Shark Tank, I'm pitching XL drone that puts a human on it and you can zoom them using remote control to a different area. Pilots? Sorry, I just eliminated your job. That's what technology is doing to us these days, guys. Sorry to break it to you. But... Technology right now is replacing a lot of our jobs. And that's okay because it's creating new jobs and like customer service, but that's all you're going to get. So to my kids out there listening to the podcast, I'm sure you, I'm sure there's kids listening to the podcast. This is 100% appropriate for children. Go into college, into a degree that has any sort of service industry vibes in it right like don't go into like a like um i don't even know what you would i need to stop no sydney stop i'm not i'm not certified to be getting life advice just understand that if you're somebody who doesn't like customer service well you're fucked the future is completely customer service based base your degree on that accept life and understand that if you want to be a pilot unfortunately That job's not going to exist in five years. And who do you have to blame? Sydney. Me. Because I simply eliminated the need for them. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I crushed your dreams. But it's just another Monday morning for me, bitch. Anyways, I think that's where I'm going to leave it. Because if I talk any longer, I'll just continue to insult people. So I thank you for listening.